0: Welcome to a very special episode of the United Pubcast. Now, in recent weeks we've done a couple of episodes looking back at players' careers, Mm. such as Wayne Rooney, Paul Scholes, etc., and within a year of the podcast, we didn't think this was possible, but we can now do one with an actual former yeah, Manchester yeah. United player. And the man doesn't need any introduction, Mr. Mark Bosnich. Good no afternoon. Way. How are you? Oh, beautiful, mate. Good really good. You. And of course, Larry, see if you don't yeah, need to know too much. Yes. yes. Not, not important. Um, but yeah, we're coming up to about 50 episodes and to have the honour of having an oh, ex-man United you. player. Not only man, the only Australian, which we'll get into. No, okay, good. Premier League winner. Yes. This goes on. Yes. Um, we might as well get straight in on because people. Yeah, let's to get go. Out of the questions. Um, first of all, why goalkeeper?
1: Well, basically, I wasn't good enough to play outfield. Yeah. That's that's about. And remember that the the influence here. And I have this talk about this to everyone. The influence here in Australia, as you both will know, of hand sports is immense. Um, so, as a kid, I used to play a lot of rugby league and a lot of cricket. So then when I went to play soccer, as my dad would tell you, I sort of went from the striker all the way back to, to goalkeeper. It was much, it was much natural more progression.
0: Natural progression back, yeah. Is that
2: because the worst player always ends up at the back? That's, that's pretty much it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any, um, whether it be sporting or hopefully football, no. um, like an idol looking up to, whether it be a goalkeeper? Oh,
1: I, I had a lot of people in sport all over that I used to like, used to say, look up to, but I never sort of copied myself completely of everyone. I mean, going through, if you want to go goalkeeper, I mean, Peter Shilton, Ray Clements. I mean, the list goes on. Um, there was a time as well where Gary Bailey was outstanding. You know, uh, d- yeah. towards the end of his time at Man United, he was absolutely outstanding. Um, Neville Southall, um, Pidish Michael. When I was younger, you know, looking up uh, in other sports, I mean, just you know, anything you can think of. Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali. Um, uh, in cricket, you know, growing up, it was Dennis Lilly for me. You know, he was a magnificent fast bowler. Um, rugby league uh, people from England probably won't know many rugby league players. Well, maybe Peter Sterling and Brett Kenny, who both played in England, Then they were they were two great heroes of mine. Um, uh, so the list goes on, but never I turn around and say I want to be like exactly like that or whatever. You know, you just take the best bits from everybody. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, now we're we'll discussing this. off air just I've put myself in the shoes now, and especially mm. you moved back. Was it 1989 you moved to United? 88. 88 yeah. the year I was born. There you go. There you go. Um, how on earth does someone go from Sydney, Croatia, Sydney, Croatia at the time, yeah. um, Sydney United, to Man United? Uh, yeah. That's not possible now. Um, I don't see well, that. that well, is, it
1: is possible, but uh, look, I was very, very lucky. So the, 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 the year before that, 1987, we went on a family holiday to Croatia, what well, was then Yugoslavia, Croatia, uh, where my father is from. And there was a chap here, an English chap here, called Alan Vest. And he turned around and basically said, Are you going to. Go to England afterwards, and I said, "Well, my, I said, my mum, my, my dad said my mum, and my sister would like to maybe go for London." He goes, "Well, why there? A good friend of mine, Malcolm Cook. I actually, I'm going to write a, a, a little thing for a little um, sort of a he wanted like a little tribute thing to him." I, he just got in contact with me the other day. He was a youth team coach at Liverpool, so he said, "Would you go? Would you fancy going up for a couple? Of, like you know, it'll take you three or four hours to get up to yeah. to Liverpool and and, and train for a three, two or three days." So I said, "Okay, no problem." So I went up there and I had three days, which are just like everything I touched went to gold. And, uh, and Kenny Dalglish basically said, I want you to stay here now, this is September 87. And but dad said, look, let him finish year 10, back then it was year 10, and he'll come back at the start of next season. Obviously discussed that the work permit would be a problem, but we said we should be okay. In that interim period between September and what was then March, September 87 and March 88, the late Eddie Thompson, he used to coach the national team here. Yeah? He'd gone to school with Sir Alex, and knew him very well. Got in contact with Sir Alex and said, Look, you know, get this kid over to have a trial. So Alex flew, flew me over for um, two weeks in March and basically locked me in the room at the end and said, You're signing, you're staying here. Okay. So um, in the end, that, that sort of clinched that they were very, very determined. And then, um, that, that was it. I, from then, I was, I was going. But before then, sort of the time
0: when you were growing up playing football, was Man United there for you No, Liverpool,
1: Liverpool probably because of the success that they had okay, yeah, well, well, back, back then. Yeah. So he yeah. doesn't really mean yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> No, because of the success yeah. that they had here. You know, we talk about heroes. I mean, Craig Johnson as well, that's another Especially one, you know. Um that and
0: period as well. That period,
1: the, the 70s and the 80s. They were, You know, remember we used to have here a match of the day on the ABC back then. They always had the shirts of the team that won it this season before. every second year was Liverpool.
0: Boz,
2: back then, did you have a football agent or was it just simply a matter of... No,
1: that was that was it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was it. That was, um, that was, you know, it was my dad with Alan Vest through Malcolm Cook and that was it.
2: Can you give us any insight into, I mean, you're obviously a big spokesperson in Australian yep. football, um, current pundit in Fox Sports. Mm. Can you give us any insights on in how do transfers work now? Is it agents are negotiating on behalf of oh, players?
1: Oh, well, I mean, you've got all types of ways that it can work. Um, you've got agents who work on behalf of clubs, um, selling clubs. You've got agents working on behalf of buying clubs. You've got agents generally always working on behalf of players. Um, so sometimes there could, be, there could be three agents involved, you could say, you know? Um, which under the new rules as well, transparency has to be, you know, all, everything in the deal must, must, be, must be out in the open. Same with the player, with the, um, with the agent, and uh, they're invaluable. I know they are really bad rap agents, but they really are invaluable, the good ones especially, and the, and the majority are the good ones. You do get a minority like you do in any walk of life or any business who, um, you know, who maybe walk a fine line, let's put it that way. Um, but uh, in general the agents are, are are invaluable and look when I first went over I remember you know I remember I think it was late Brian Clough used to say agents and players' wives are the biggest problems in football oh. but times have changed you know um, because you know, the agent, you know, a good agent, and the majority are will protect their player and make sure the player gets exactly what he's yeah. entitled to, and that's why some clubs also res- have resorted to using agents to sell a player or yeah. to or to buy a player because it's like you know it's, it's, it's like a third party type of thing. Think about property. And I don't mean that disrespecting the players, but you know sometimes there's people who own a massive lot of property and they want to sell that. They're that busy with other stuff, so well, I'll get an agent. He'll he'll get the best price for me, or, yeah. or she'll get the best price for me. So that's generally how it works in terms of fees and all that for a player it's normally it used to be uh, 10% of the signing on fee or 5% of the total deal so a deal would be broken down into um, part signing on fee and the rest would be a wage some clubs don't pay signing on fees so they're like big chunks of money okay. uh, and others do so um, that, that's generally how, how it works
0: Oh, really yeah. interesting stuff yeah um, Make sure you get an agent for your next move, Larry. <laughs> if you want to ask Mino Rayola. <laughs> Um Going back to that time, maybe a few years before the class '92, but mm. we would have been in and around. That, that yeah, they that right? that were that just was
1: younger you than me. Yeah, time, yeah. Example, any sort
0: of memories? Yeah, yeah. You yeah, saw them.
1: Yeah, I remember the memory of when I had to leave in 1991. I remember at the. I don't know where it was. Oh no, it might have been the year before, Wembley, after the replay against Crystal Palace when they won the first FA Cup. Yeah. Seeing um, seeing young David Beckham with his parents, you know, and saying yeah. hello to him so I remember him. Like I said, he used to be in the in the youngsters in the, in the young a young dressing room. Ryan Giggs, I've obviously played with his he was
0: yeah. a. So he was in your. Youth he was younger
1: group? than me, but he played yeah. in our age group. And yeah. like I played a year above, he played a year above as well. Okay. Um, and he was it was at, it was a, a great. You know, I, I like it. It would have been, when I first saw him at the cliff, when Fergie sort of said to him, you know, you need to stay with us, I reckon it would have been like somebody watching Tiger Woods play golf for the first time or, um, or, or I don't know, Roger Federer hit a tennis ball for the first time. It was something to behold. You always
0: hear Fergie speak about the first yeah. time. He sort of yeah, when, when he first
1: through. came here, it was Ryan Wilson as well. It wasn't yeah. Ryan Geese. And um, he at that time was with Man City, and he basically locked him in the room and said, same thing, you're staying here with us. So, um um, that, that was It was fantastic, so uh, we had a really great time. We had a wonderful, he's passed away, I think re- recently, Eric Harrison, yep. wonderful, wonderful youth team coach, and a reserve team coach in Brian Whitehouse as well. Um, I think he was the only man to score a hat-trick in the FA Cup semi-final and finish on the losing side. I think you got to check yes. that stat, but yeah. they were both absolutely fantastic, and um, I had a wonderful upbringing, if you like. It was like a finishing school in some way, but it was, it was an introduction and upbringing into English football as well, and I had a fantastic time, really great, made my debut at 18, um, played a couple of games the season after as well, but then unfortunately couldn't stay because of the work permit situation, which was devastating at the time. Really so, is
0: that, is that what sort of brought it to an end? Or was yeah, was it, was it football,
1: well, Fergie was wanted me reasons? to go to Bromby. When Peter was coming, Fergie wanted me to go to Bromby. He said if you stay at Bromby for another two years, you'll have five years consecutive in the EU. You should qualify for a British Stroke EU passport. But I went to Bromby and lovely people, Morton Olsen and, and some some really good players that were there. Um, you know that, that was the nucleus of the of the Danish squad, basically, then winning Euro ninety one, you know? yeah, sorry Euro ninety two. Um, uh, but I just, you know, after packing up and sort of entrenching myself in the South Manchester area, I just thought I need to regroup and come back home for a little bit. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, one of the things, just the last bit on your first into United, we, we every podcast we seem to talk about United owners and chairman etc. Yeah. Just wondering at that time. Um, Martin Edwards. Um, yeah, well, I would have yeah. been, but I'm um, also. I don't know what's
1: sort of role he had, more of a director's role more just a president did you ever I around? never really met I mean, it was, you know many of the directors I mean, Sir Bobby Charlton was always a pleasure to meet you always sort of see him we, in did and did around Did
0: you come around Matt um, Busby was he in and around? Yeah, he
1: was in and around he came on one of our youth team trips I think that might have been in the last year we had a youth team tournament I think it was in Switzerland where it was into Milan us um, team from Russia I think it was um, funny enough that, that that team from Russia I don't know I have to check which one it was um, they beat us in the final and then, uh, like literally a month later, I was playing in the under 20s World Cup in Portugal, and for Australia and the Russian team we played. That was exactly the same team as the yeah. one we just played against. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know if that was Spartak or something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, and so Matt had come on the trip. So so even so, that, was so great.
0: that age, he still had that presence. Yeah, of course he did. And, yeah, of course he did. And he all, everyone talks about you could feel like when he yeah, of course in the room, yeah
1: like he, he filled the room. Yeah he, he did. Different, yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah.
0: Now that's really interesting. So mm. I never knew that I was the sort of. Sometimes the play moves on. It's nothing to do with football in reason. would say it's well. Move.
1: It wasn't, unfortunately. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was the work permit. But um, the second time round, I, I sort of that problem was taken out of the quiz. I got married, so there was no uh, problem. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, moving on. This again before my time, but um, the Olympics. Do you ever look back? I think we finished fourth. Yeah, fourth. Yeah. So do you ever look back? I wouldn't say like a regret, but you think mm-hmm. God, this close to being an Olympic medalist. Not really. It oh, was yes, never so a, a massive big priority big.
1: of mine. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way towards Australia, but it was always, yeah. and uh, it was always an interruption. So you know, playing for the Olympic team, that was another interruption. I, I forgo my chance of starting the season for Aston Villa. Yeah. So and I wasn't even number one of the Olympic team at the start. It was John Fiellan, um, okay. and he only got left out after the first game as we got beat by. I think it was Ghana. I was like a Ghana. Or like, I think it was Ghana. It was like Ghana? Yeah, yeah, Ghana, 1992. So Ghana had, had walloped this 3 1, and then he got left out, at, um, and Eddie Thompson brought me in. Um, we played against um, Mexico and Drew, and then uh, we beat Denmark to get into the quarters, beat Sweden, and then got walloped, completely walloped by, by six goals. Know, first, uh, only a couple of times in my career, I've considered six goals. Didn't? Twice, and that was two times—one for the Olympic team, and one for the Australian team in the Confederations Cup final. Both yeah. Australian teams, and uh, and uh, and that was that was that, so to speak, if you like. Um, yeah. Only uh, i just
0: wanted, because it always no it was that, never it was, was never. Now.
1: No, my ambitions growing up was to win a medal at Wembley, yeah. Yeah. to win the Premier League, you know, and to get as close as possible in the Champions League quarterfinals, you know, but then to win the World Club Championship that was something I knew as a kid. I in my lifetime, I was realistic to know that Australia was not going to have an opportunity of, of winning a World Cup, yeah. which fair enough, that's that's okay. Yeah, yeah. But I always thought it wouldn't be great to play for a club side that would be World Club Champions, and that year we were. That was that was that was.
0: Well, we'll definitely get everything. That. Yeah. Um, speaking of Aston Villa, a lot of the listeners here, whether yeah. from Australia I remember Mark Bosnich was Man United goalkeeper. Mm. Obviously, Aston Villa was a big part. Massive.
1: Well, I came back, and if it wasn't for Ron Atkinson, you know, he'd see me for Man United, so he got me back. Um, and, like I said, then the, the work permit situation subsided because I married a, a Manchester lass, so, so I was fine. And uh, after the Olympics, like I said, I, I got there back in February '92, mm-hmm. and sort of the end of the season, then I had to go to the Olympics. So that sort of curtailed any chance yeah. Nigel Spink started really well, as did Aston Villa's the first year in the Premier League, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Nigel Spink got injured, uh, either injured or um, I think he was sick a, for an FA Cup game, fourth round it was against Wimbledon. Um, it was a replay, and we drew nil-nil. And funny enough, this is—it's ironic—but we lost some penalties. I didn't save one penalty that night. And I was actually took a—I actually took a jab in my shoulder. had a crack bone in my shoulder at that time? And I didn't save one penalty. I never forget Andy Townsend because the following year I saved about nine out of thirteen. I remember Andy Townsend got to the club and gone first time I ever saw you was at Wimbledon. You didn't save one pen, <laughs> and um, and stayed inside for the last thirteen games. And funny enough, we played at Old Trafford against Man United. Great game, one-one. You know, right at the top of the table game yeah. and, and this, that and the other. And that, was, that, was, that was great, to go back to Old Trafford to be able to play Well, obviously one of your, the your, your big moments for
0: Villa and obviously in your career, yeah. beating United at Wembley. Well, that was the
1: following year, but it this was the amazing. opening season of the Premier League. That was great too. Um, in the end, Man United won by, it was nine points in the end, but we'd lost the, last, lost the last three games. It was neck and neck up until the last three games. And then the following season was a real breakthrough season. From the penalties to the League Cup, as you mentioned... Um, full season, and, uh, and and it was, uh, yeah, that was fantastic because mum and dad came over, winning at Wembley was, was, was and really and good. And that Man United
0: team in that league? Well, they were going like for the United treble, original like the original treble. treble. Yeah, yeah King, they did, but the,
1: the, the big thing was Pitish uh, Michael got sent off either a week or so or two weeks before. You and so be- the late Les Sealy had to play that night. We, uh, and Les Sealy, I mean, he was so helpful to me when you come to Man United during that time, in that first spell. And I love Les. But he wasn't Peter Michael, But don't worry about that, the vast majority weren't either, yeah? <laughs> and um, I just thought, I don't know, I had a feeling that everything was going to go, you know, because we, we'd lost three games going into it. Yeah. Massive underdogs, they're going for the treble, yeah. the League, the League Cup, and the FA Cup. Yeah. And uh, Ron had a magnificent plan for that day, it worked to a tee, we got an early goal, but um, they pushed us because that, that was like, they it was like the charge of the Light Brigade, they'd scored, to, we scored to make it 2-0. But then they scored about 10 minutes to go and I'll when they came at us like you wouldn't believe yeah, yeah. like you wouldn't believe
0: um, Also and we'll get back into club football because we obviously yeah. want to talk about United but obviously a big low point Socceroos against Iran
1: Yeah Is well that... it was because like I said even though I said Australia wasn't a priority it would have been nice to qualify them for the World, World Cup World Cup different Olympics Yeah no but still it would have been yeah but it was never a priority World Cup Olympics that's why at one stage like I said when it became a, cha- a choice between club and country I chose club that, yeah. was, that was when I was at Aston Villa um, because there was no international break then. Um, and I never, a lot of players, and that's understandable, a lot of players used Australia, you know, playing for Australia as their um, like a platform. stage platform, yeah, to get to over. I never did that, see. So, and I'm not saying I'm better or whatever, but I never did that. So I didn't I didn't see as I owed Do you, do you think anything, part of that is yeah?
0: that because you're almost in the game over in Europe, where are an Australian player now in the A-League. Yeah. The A League's not that big platform where soccer is. Yeah, it is, here. and Stuff.
1: things have changed. An inter- if there was an international break, then
0: yeah.
1: I think that would have made all the difference. That's yeah. I th- really because you know opening game of the season. I remember never forget it for Aston Villa opening, game, and I'm getting called to play in a World Cup qualifier <laughs> against Canada. I mean, do me a favor, yeah? So what <laughs> happens? I go, look, listen, I'll do a, you know, I'll do a deal. I'll come back for the second game. You should be fine. You're playing Canada, nah? And then I have a big argument. I go, I'm retiring from football. So, but I'm suspended. So I have got to sit there and watch opening game of the season. While well, I'm suspended, yeah? While well, we're playing against Canada, yeah? <laughs> at football, not ice hockey, at football, <laughs> yeah? Um,
0: yeah, I still remember watching. I was in a hotel, I forget. I was yeah. driving up with mum and dad. So, Iran, yeah, Iran,
1: look, we drew... Look, they, they were, in my opinion, they were far the better team in the first league. Got and we drew 1-1, yeah. you know, rather fortuitously, I thought. Uh, but for for 60 minutes of that second league, we killed them. And we, we were yeah. rightfully 2-0, but it should have been more. Yeah. Um, and then the last twenty minutes they, they their coach made a change, a really good change, brought on one of their best players who'd been injured but and uh, he changed the game. They changed the game, and they come back and in the end we were lucky to hold on. <laughs> so I know, oof, lucky he didn't qualify, it doesn't matter. They could have, in another ten minutes they would have won four two. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, no, never lost, yeah, too, I was too. happy
1: for them too. It was obviously yeah. you know, you could tell how important it was to them. Yeah. Especially um, so. I think
0: they went on to the- Around at the time, they went up to play USA. At the yeah, Club. they had I think
1: yeah. USA, Yugoslavia, and Germany in their group. Yeah. That was their group. Yeah, They're there they go. With France, oh, beautiful.
0: Yeah. Now on to probably the juicy part of the podcast: the rejoining Man United. Oh, that was great. How did yeah.
1: how did it come about? It was on. A... Oh, originally it was Eric Harrison who called me. You know, while I was at Aston Villa, and said that they, um, the boss, Fergie, wanted to sign Dwight. And I said, okay, well, what are you telling me for? You know, go through the clubs a lot. He goes, well. He said, I know if you wanted to ask him more. And I said, no, I don't. I said, because, you know, I am his best friend, and I said, and that's true. I said, but uh, Aston Villa have been great to me. They're my employer. I'm not going to mention nothing to him. Yeah. You get in contact with him. He goes, well, then Ferguson, he doesn't like his agent, Tony Steele. so that's not my problem. That's your problem. And then he's gone. And then the other thing is, he wants to sign you two, but not next season, a season after. And I said, well, that's impossible. I said, because um, I said, I've pretty much done a verbal agreement with a team in Italy, which I had done. Yeah. yeah so um he said oh would you just at least speak to him i said oh i said i don't know I'll, i'm going to check whether or not that's appropriate or not yeah so i basically kept it at that anyway the dwight thing you know i i, I did mention that to Dwight. i said look listen just like so you know i'm marking your card that's all we we're, it was in the off season and uh and i said i don't want to upset you or or this that and the other i'm not doing anything out of school um but i think you i, I would be upset if you didn't tell me yeah. so I just thought I'd tell you about you I didn't say nothing about me but obviously then when he had contact with him, Fergie then Fergie was trying to use him with me and I said look I just said, that, I said that I'll, I'll meet you I'll meet you and I'll speak to you so I told him what I just told you and he was going oh yeah but this is your, you know, your first thing and you've got an unfinished business here and this that and the other and I was like I said, look, I, I, I really don't, because I told him, I said, I don't, and I was proved right in the end. I said, I really don't. I said, the first time we have any bad blood between us, it's going to come back. Because the first thing he said was, let's just forget about how things ended last time, because, it, yeah?
0: Because
1: yeah. when I come back to Villa he'd bring my dad, and they've got to be heated and all that. Um, and I said, I don't think it would be, first thing, there's ever an argument. We're going to start thinking about that again, yeah? No, 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 he kept on and kept on and kept on. And I, I was still, like I said, I basically said the Rome I was going to come. Um, but then he, he'd come with the chairman, more and more talking and all that. And I said, look, all right. He, they convinced me. They convinced me, yeah? Subject to everything medical and this, that, and the other. And I'd been injured at that time, see? So when I had the injury and the first time I had the operation on the shoulder, the doctor actually said, look, listen, well, I don't know. If, I can't guarantee you're going to be the same again. So I rang him and told him that. And I said, look, you know. So I said, you better... You know, you better look elsewhere, you know? He said, well, no, you're still out uh, No. idea, but I'm just telling you straight as a thing. You know, so you should, be, you should have other options anyway, just in case. Yeah. I think you'd maybe be a little bit surprised. Um, so then I came back. Uh, the shoulder was sort of getting okay for a villa and all that. And uh, then I, ra- I remember ringing him up around just before April, just before they were playing Juventus, uh, and saying, look, listen, I need, now I need to know. He goes, yeah, we're still on. But at that time, Juventus had come in for me. So the night that United were winning 1-3-2 in Turin, yeah. I was flying in as the game was being played to Juventus to speak to Juventus. Wow. So I spoke to Juventus. They wanted to sign straight away. Um, and I said, look, listen, I, I, I need the weekend. to Think about it. On that weekend, I think United played Leeds. They drew 1-1 away. I think it was. So I met with Sir Alex, and I think it was Mr. Edelston. I'm not 100% certain. I have to look at my diaries. Um, and I just said, look, listen, I told them the truth. I said, I'd spoken to Juventus. I can understand because after the shoulder if you've got someone else and all that, no problem, but I need to know because I'll go there. I said, no, no, we want you. Yeah, so that was it. Yeah. There we go. So I said, okay. So then I, I rang up, told Juventus that Roberto Bettega and all that, that it was Carlo Angelotti would have been the manager.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, okay, yeah, yeah, so um, I told them and that was it. It was back. It was back. It was great to be back.
0: Yeah, yeah. interesting. Really yeah. interesting. Especially that coming in no, on yeah. the famous
1: night in for United. I remember getting off the plane. And the, they, they, the Juventus had sent this guy uh, you know, to pick up um, my fiancé and I at the time you know he was doing you know I was on those trolleys and I I said so what because when I was getting on the plane Juventus had took a 2-0 lead yeah, right? yeah. And I, I so what was the score he went oh Mark no. he, <laughs> no, he, goes, he goes this was a beautiful game uh, the most amazing game he, I went excuse my language I went what was the fucking score he went, right I went are you joking he went, nah <laughs> he was like giving you the description like it was a Michelangelo painting I, went, All right. I, went, I said like like Giuseppe or whatever. I
2: what was the fucking score? Tell me. Then you can tell me all the yeah. Uh, yeah. Um Buzz, did you feel the pressure in replacing Schmeichel? Oh yeah, of course. But it was a good pressure,
1: a welcome pressure. Yeah. That's where I wanted to go. You know, not not just that's not the only reason, but it was one of the reasons. Yeah. Um and, and them being so successful, the easiest thing would have been just throwing us off that, yeah? yeah. But I wanted to go. Yeah, I definitely wanted that. Um and he was one of the heroes of mine, you know, growing up. So and I a lot of people say I've never wanted to be another Peter Schmeier just like when I was a kid growing up when I told you I didn't want to be anyone else um, but I just wanted to be me and I, wanted to, I did want to follow him you know, I, uh, that was something I really, really wanted to do and uh, I think the biggest pressure that you feel what well, that I felt as a Manchester it was coming after the treble, I, yeah. I set myself a target to win five trophies that year. Yeah. We only won two, but
0: that doesn't matter. It's still better than none. Put yeah. it that way. Yeah. Right now, yeah. if I said two trophies, people go, "All right, where do we sign?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Do, you, do you think a lot of players, whether it be a goalkeeper, or outfield player, maybe do suffer from that pressure where they do try and recreate a previous player? In terms, sometimes, of, maybe like, sometimes, like,
1: but I think sometimes that can be. Not self-imposed. that's maybe from the crowd's perspective yeah. as well. You know, yeah. they'll probably think, "Oh, it's not well, it's not Peter or something." Well, okay, probably I was saying the same at Aston Villa when I left Aston Villa. Oh, he's not quite Bosy or do you know what I mean? Yeah. But for me personally, I never really thought about it. Yeah. Other than you know, other than I, you know, it's like if I ever had the chance to see, him like when it was Fergie's testimony and I was just asked him little things and all that. That's yeah. all um, because he's always, you know, he was like seven years older than me anyway, yeah. and I always saw him as one of the greatest goalkeepers of all time, something you could learn off. I just worked with him now in Russia as the World Cup as well. And uh, and I always remember when I first came and we were up there on this hotel near Red Square and and I saw him and he went, so you took my place at Man United, now you're coming to take my place here. And I said to him, no one can ever take your place at Man United. He had a big smile. Um, Well, talk about a big smile
0: for it's almost not forgotten but it gets sort of forgotten a little bit um a huge moment for united winning the club world cup um, yeah the first
1: first british team ever to do it that was um it was fantastic and i remember the importance um being drummed home to us by fergie you know and palmeras had been there for three weeks obviously it never ranked massive on the radar but i think a lot of that had to do with and living in england for 20 years i picked up a lot of things yeah. the fact that there was no british team strong against them and ever won it before yeah. Um, and, uh, and like I said, that's why it was so important. And Fergie made that point, how important it was to them and how important it would be to us. And I'll never forget after that game, coming down the elevator at the hotel and seeing Sir Bobby Chop, you know, great, another great hero of mine. And I just said, hey, Sir Bobby, how are you? He said, good, thanks, son. He said, you did well last night. I said, thank you. He said, just remember, as good as our team was, we never did this. Yeah. We didn't. And I was like, well, I was like, I thought myself. Thank you, man. That takes a lot for you to say that. And that'd yeah?
0: be something that
1: sticks with you. It did. It stuck with me. It stuck with me forever. And uh, the other day was the 20th anniversary um, yeah, uh, of here. the of the of the of the victory. So no better feeling like I said, to walk off the pitch now and you're you're part of the best club side in the world at that very moment. That was absolutely fantastic. And
0: looking back, would you say? <coughs> I don't look back at the goalkeeper the performances or what. i yeah. oh no, yeah, best not a goalkeeper.
1: Yeah, I was good. That was that one, the Real Madrid away as yeah. well. Um, leagues away In that title one um, there, was, there was You know From the Man United period I mean it was only a season and a bit So yeah definitely That was as good as any performances any
0: and time one, one of our committee members For the Man United Supporters Club here Just sent us a reminder I mean, I You don't to the match you want a Toyota Celica Did
1: you said. No No? Giggsie got the Toyota Yeah got the Toyota Somehow To be fair to Giggsie He came and said Do you want I said no He said good He so I'll give it To my brother anyway yeah. <laughs> Um, Maybe uh, yeah. Okay, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's he, he won the Toyota. Giggsy won the Toyota. Yeah, yeah. Well, Giggsy won the Toyota.
0: Obviously, my favourite player. Growing up, still my favourite player. Obviously, got the goal. Okay, Roy Keane. Yes. Just yeah. Just wondering because I could talk about Keane all day. Yeah. Just your relationship with him as a captain and in the dressing room. Yeah. Oh, look, he, he'd
1: be like like he was if I Stepped out of line, he, he'd kick my ass like he would with everyone. But generally, I'd like to say nights out or whatever. I'd hang around him quite a lot, so developed a really good relationship with him didn't live too far away from him. He came here about four or five years ago, um, so I saw him here. Um, I don't know what he was doing. He wouldn't say what he was doing in Australia. Um, but, I he was
0: doing his coaching courses. Uh, I don't right?
1: know, but he was here. He was here with Teresa and, and the kids, and uh, so I, I saw him, so it was really good to see him. Yeah, he, he, he was a much underrated player, um, um, because I think, uh, you know, especially towards the end, people more viewed him as a, as a sort of,
0: the enforcer—that's mu-
1: enforcer, a good word. That's a very good word. Rather than you know, yeah. not forget you know when he came from Forest, he was the most sought-after player in the whole of Britain, yeah. and he, he had wonderful ability. You know, he could score goals with his head. He, you know, he could score goals with his feet. And definitely before that injury, I mean, he you know he, he was he was everywhere. He was the. After that, he, he changed his game a little bit, and he was happy if the young boys could go off and do that other stuff. He could sit and hold everything, um, but uh, he, much understood character. Um, uh, in some ways. In other ways, he's pretty, pretty close to the mark. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, he is what he is, simple yeah. as that. And it was a real pleasure for me to play with
0: him. Well, speaking of one of the iconic images, and maybe it's a bad image to sort of yeah. remember, is... Um yeah, Andy Durso was the referee where he screamed at the
1: referee oh yeah that was before that penalty but and I saved that penalty so yeah, that was alright <laughs> <laughs> that's why I want to bring it up yeah it was Andy Durso I
0: um, was against Middlesbrough and Janino yeah. took the penalty and yeah. in terms of a title winning season in important yeah that game, was
1: another important one it. yeah it was. it was that was another important one but the big one was playing against Leeds away Leeds away yeah that was a big one because then yeah. you know they had a good young side and they put us under a bit of pressure and all that so that was, that was yeah. good and I remember being a bit sick before that game yeah, I remember you putting your hand on it. And I said, no, I'll play. I said, but I don't feel great, put it that way, yeah? Um, so that was, a, that was a real... That was you know, Because when we come back from Brazil, we had that world, the yeah. inaugural World Club champion FIFA had everyone like they do now, but they, they, they were just playing with it then. Um, they, they were about eight or nine points clear, but we had three games in hand, yeah. But, you know, one of them was against Arsenal, one of them was the were, And coming back after being in Brazil, it took us a while to get going again, and the pitch wasn't great. So that was so important. So I think that they, they'd won, they would have went four points clear, but it would have only been a game in hand for us. So They would have had it in their hands, but, um, but we won, yeah. Well,
0: fingers crossed. Liverpool yeah. drop some points when they come back from wherever they are. Well,
1: North Qatar, North yeah, Qatar. They're going to have to drop a few more than I think we are, they? Aren't <laughs> they? Really yeah. So. yeah.
0: Um, what else was that? Um, was you won the, the
2: Premier League uh, yeah. Last season. Yeah,
1: record amount up until two years ago, the bloody city. <laughs> yeah.
2: Was that your greatest moment in football?
1: Yeah, that winning and winning the two league cups, for Villa and the Villa and the World Club Championship. Yeah. But that because and because that record that stood for so long, you know, because that's when people say, "Oh, you're disappointed." I "How am I disappointed? In my time. I won the World Club Championship, and we won the Premier League by a record amount. A record amount. It only up yeah. until two years ago, it was beaten by one point. Um, I only lost three games all season. It was Chelsea, Newcastle, and Tottenham." Uh, all the way. Uh, it, it was a pleasure to be a part of. You know, it's, like I said, for me, it's a shame. But records are there to be broken. Yeah. That uh, that city did do it. Especially, it was, I think it was a last minute goal. Uh, it wasn't against Norwich, us. was it? Yeah, Jesus. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. As much as I
2: hate that moment. The commentary for Aguero's
1: goal. Oh, yeah, that was great. But that, oh, okay. that, but that no, was... we don't need to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, that was fine-tickering, to be right. fair to them. But, look, listen, when you're knocking over... Uh, well, attempting to knock over an empire, just like we were with Liverpool, it takes something, you know? And I think that was there. Remember that year? Like I said, that was the year when I was at Villa, funny enough. and uh, Remember Sheffield Wednesday? Remember with Brian Kidd on the pitch? Yeah. When Steve Bruce scored yeah. those last two minute Jimmy headers, that was the spine. That was yeah. so that Man City's Aguero was that moment for them. Yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean. So every that you have those moments where it sort of signals maybe the end of the old and into the for, yeah.
2: for all five Manchester City fans and Simon
0: Hill. Yeah, that's
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's for Simon Hill.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, so it doesn't matter
1: even Simon Hill because I told you that you know, Simon Hill he's got it even on his Twitter thing. I'm a glass half empty man. This is <laughs> the this the man that if you got a like if you got four of a kind in poker. He'd be first thing he'd say was I bet somebody's
0: got a royal flush.
1: Yeah. So I reckon, even reckon when Aguero when he scored, I bet someone would have went, Oh well, you never know, That's the story.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, um, trying to look back at that time united. Is there anyone else I remember just down, oh, down here? I
1: mean, I used to sit between um Scolese and Phil Neville. they were, they were, I mean because Phil Neville's like a woman. Like and I mean that in the best <laughs> way possible, you know, because like you know, moaning and uh, uh, not every woman—I shouldn't say that because <laughs> I get in trouble these days—but you know, like you know, uh, you know, moaning and uh, you know, gossip and this, that, and the other—and uh, and and Paul Skulls, they are all good boys. They were really all good boys. Um, obviously, I had Dwight there, been my best friend for for years. Uh, the two Norwegian boys, one who's manager now. They were fantastic. Um, you know, Mikael Cervestro, all of them, all of them. Uh, there's, there's not a bad word you can say. But it wouldn't be at a place like that if they were all bad characters. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, really So I mean,
0: remember. Last year we had a night actually just downstairs, at the same pub with David May. Yeah, I came up. I was, yeah, 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 yeah. I you walked into Amazing. The room, you walked into the room and all was like, you, the first time in about 20 years you may have seen yeah. each other, and it's
1: yeah. like your old mates. So i just wondering, is there anyone you're still in contact with? Or not really, you know, not really. I mean, I, I mean I not 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 sort of sort of yeah. overly. You know, if I see them, I'll say hello or whatever. Or when uh, did I see them When they came out here a couple of years ago, I saw Giggy. I was uh, yeah. you know, I spoke to him at length and. I uh, saw Rio, um, but I never played with Rio, but I saw, you know, like, so the ones, you know, I think Phil was there at that time,
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so it was, yeah, there's no, nothing, nothing really sort of over the top or special sort of thing, you know,
0: yeah,
2: Yeah.
1: but um, yeah, it was a great time, yeah. it was a great time, very, very lucky, very yeah. lucky.
2: Boz, if I were to ask you about Fergie, um, hmm. obviously, very important figure in your career, yeah, um, it's been highlighted, especially with the release of his second book. Yeah. Some comments he made about you. Yeah. Um, have you been in touch with him since?
1: No, I haven't. No, I haven't. I oh, look. Listen. The bottom line is, the guy signed me twice, yeah. and I wouldn't be having this conversation about those trophies I won if he didn't give me that original opportunity. So I'll never forget him for that. In terms of his second book, he lied. He knows he lied, but he had to sell books, doesn't he? So you know, he'd done the same thing, didn't he? He sort of he mentioned something about Owen Hargraves, That's Canada down here. Me, Australia. There was a few quite everywhere. So understandable like you know so everyone's got to do what they have to do for to make a living um, so um, but you know, he lied simple as that and um, but again like I said to you I wouldn't be sitting here talking about my career if he didn't take a punt on me originally as a youngster yeah. and then as well getting me back gave him you know not only made me a very rich man um, but also you know, fulfilled uh, two massive ambitions by give you the opportunity to win the Premier League and World Club Championships. I'll never forget that.
2: You talk about breaking records. Here's one record that you broke that no one else ever will. What? You are the only player, so Alex earned twice. There you go, I told you.
0: (laughs) 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 Um, Well, (laughs) on that as well, um, the only Australian to play for United.
1: Yeah, but somebody Uh, said, didn't somebody say... Is it Joe Marsden or whatever? Didn't he? Oh, no, he might have trial or something.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Somebody said that the other day, yeah. But definitely in terms of. Yeah, but that, in, that in, can in, happen in, again.
1: In. Yeah, but that can
0: happen again. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, that, that can happen again. But is, but is that something you look back and think that is pretty good at No, like, no,
1: you know, no I look or? back more on. If I just played 10 games, yeah. maybe I'll be saying that. But no, I, you know, I, won, I wanted to win medals. So, Eric Harrison used to drum it into us as kids. And this is about winning things, yeah? This is about winning things. So, and I fulfilled that. That was, the, that was the big thing for me, Yeah. yeah. And um, you know, um, you know Robbie Slater had won with Blackburn. Um, Craig Johnson had one with Liverpool. So I wanted to, you know, join that club, so to speak. You know. Um, now, just before you ended the time, you know,
0: um, I forget the I forget the timeline, but Massimo Taibi came in. He was know? at the
1: same. He got brought in. I got injured, and range. Fergie couldn't afford. It's understandable. Yeah. Um, you know, he was a bit unsure with my shoulder and all that. Anyway. But as I remember, I was telling him at the time, he should have let me go to Juventus then you idiot, but right. whatever. <laughs> um, uh, so he brought him in at the time, you know. Did understandable, you, as, is, as i was, I'd been injured. You,
0: is there a discussion with you at the time? No, no, he just
1: brought him in. But I was, I, I can understand that, because you can't. have yeah. a club like that, you can't afford to... Sit still. You know, I, I got injured, I was on the bench, so what are you going to do? Then just have, just basically, I only had Raymond Van der that was it. Yeah. So he brought in Massimo. Massimo. was a lovely lad. Very good goalkeeper, too. He just, unfortunately, had that yeah. that, that so, one so against Matt I mean, poor thing. Yeah. Um, what 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 is supposed to do? You know, you know, and that sort of, you know, he had that he, he had the opening games at Liverpool. Well, I thought he did very well, barring one goal. Then that come, and then they conceded, then he conceded five goals against Chelsea. So I really felt sorry for him. and I felt a little bit myself, a bit guilty because, you know, if I hadn't got injured against Leeds in the opening games of the season, yeah, he still might have uh, Fergie still might have signed him. But you know, I, I, it would have given him more time to settle in. So there's a big difference coming to England. Very very big difference, you know.
2: Was yeah. um, how did you leave United the second we're,
1: time round? Right? when how I left. What, what, what was yeah. the reasoning behind it? Oh you well, it yeah, that out. well, that, yeah. Um, I fell out with the manager. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah, simple as that. So um, once that happened, then I can understand. Um, that then there's really only, especially when, you know, I think, in general, anyway, regardless of the fact that it was so but I think there's only really you know, no player should be. Every situation is different, but at that type of situation. Yeah, I can I can understand it, even though it was hard to take. But I can understand. Is there a the desire side.
0: where maybe you realise your time at the club's come to an end? But hang on, you're at man, you know you're at the biggest club in the audience. I could have sat.
1: I, I think I said to you, could have sat there and keep picking up my oh, I've on a fortune. So I could have done. But I want to play. I want to keep playing. That was that's the big thing, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, that was me. Everyone's different. Yeah. I mean, we've seen some players, like I remember Danny Blind, didn't he? he? He was obviously told he was okay. not part of the play, but he saw, saw out his whole contract, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, you know, so Alexis Sanchez is still there too, isn't he? I, I think. Well, yeah.
0: you look at Gareth Bale in Madrid, he's <laughs> <Yeah>. playing <laughs> golf every week. Yeah, I reckon, so. oh, but
1: he's still contributing oh, in a oh, way, yeah. I find yeah, his situation you know I mean? yeah.
0: really interesting.
1: Yeah. So, but me, I, I'm different. I was like, okay, I understand, you know, so my chances going to get limited, is I've got to get my chances somewhere else. Yeah. Simple
2: as that. Was you then. Um, I want to talk about the A League a little bit. So, yeah. you, you returned to
1: the Mariners. So. Yeah, I, I got a shout to come back to Australia. And I actually told them, I said, Are You sure? I said, I've got more luggage than the Queen. I said, Are You sure? <laughs> they said, Yeah, hey, come back for the Mariners. So, whatever. I said, OK. So, come back and play six games. It was really good, actually. We hadn't played for about six years. So, I was like, you know, I was like, had all the nerves back and all that again. It was really, really good. And then I was going to go to America for this. It was like one of those shows. And you know, I was like, But, you know, not rehab show. What do you call it? You know, one of those shows where people have had.
0: Yeah, I you know, know, I know, addictions
1: I know. and all that, whatever. And you know, like I, uh, yeah, yeah. So. They, you know, everyone's all together. What are yeah. those shows called? Do you know? What are those shows called? Do you know? Um, no, does she know? No. I'm
0: trying to think. There, there
1: is a show. She you know, know those shows watch. where like you know like you know it was like you know um, who was the it was the girl that was in Rocky Four. Rocky Four. You know the lady. My
0: memory. Um. The lady. where is the name. We we she's in. Swedish. Not a movie guy. It's
1: Swedish. Um.
0: You know, it's going to be. The face, you know yeah. which one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I can
1: see the face. Um, the other guy that was there was another guy that was in lethal weapon. The first one, the blonde headed guy he was going to be in it. Yeah. So it was like people had problems. I was going to yeah. be in it. We're going to be all, and they're going to film it and all that. And then um, Fox and my parents, to be fair, they were like, "You know, don't stay here. What do you, you know?" Yeah. So I said, "Oh, all right." But I had to give. You know, I'd already taken half the dough from the from the from the Americans. I'd like to give them back and all that. And then I said, "Okay, I'll stay," but I've got the Premier League. Which you did have up until three years ago. Yeah, but they told me at the time I'm going to have it forever. Well, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, nothing lasts forever. Yeah. Um, and, and lost that after obviously doing the A League. But, you know, I still watch the Premier League every week. That's where I played all my football. So, yeah. you know, I love doing the A League, don't get me wrong. But my, my heart has always been in the Premier League, always because I played, that's what I played in, you know what I mean? I, I played maybe three or four games here in Australia, yeah. you know, like for NSL or whatever it is. Yeah. And when I was back here uh, for Central Coast, I played, well, another three or four.
0: Yeah.
1: I played nearly 300 in the Premier League, including cup games.
0: Well, When you came back and you sort of got back in the swing of things no. with train, training and everything with the Mariners, was there, a, like, a, a goal to work towards in terms of no. kicking on? Or it was just no, not, not for on?
1: playing-wise, no, no. I thought I had my time. I came back just, just after six years to, to sort of, you know, to satisfy probably, I don't know, more probably other people than myself, but it was important for my family to see that it was okay to come back, you know, that I could still do it after six years yeah. of not doing anything. Yeah. And um, and I thought, well, that's over now, you're not going to, you know, there's no way you're going to get back to what you were, so, you know, I thought, you know, what, what's the use of just sort of basically lying to a club and saying, yeah, oh, you know, just for the sake of money? Nah, I was very, very fortunate that I earned a lot of money during my career, so I didn't need to do that.
2: Um, was you obviously transitioned into Fox Sports and Punditry yeah. which you still do now love it um, was that part of when you went to the Mariners or did that start no just...
1: that's what it just come up I was supposed to go to America to, this, yeah. to do this show yeah, yeah so yeah, then, then well, Fox well, and that said no would you come and work with us and I said okay and that's why I said well we'll have the Premier League so that's why it's it's, it's heart wrenching not to have it now but that's just the way it is was Punditry like almost like a goal to go into have you, no, you thought about something or just, no, just no. came on your doorstep yeah, one they said would you do it I said okay and they said well okay fair enough do they like it so I said fair enough
0: okay Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I said what requirements? I said nothing. Ask questions and tell the truth. I said that's easy for me. Yeah, it's easy.
0: Now, we respect all mm. the work you do on Fox Sports, mm. especially there's a lot of pundits and what do you call them, pundits? Yeah. And the media sort of face a lot of challenges. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it is. Oh yeah,
1: I think you always got to you always got to consider those two things that Fox told me were important. Also, that you know, don't forget that you used to be a player once, and don't forget as well that that person you're speaking about. Everyone needs to kick up the pants and in life no doubt about that but just remember that their families and friends are going to be watching as well and you've been in that position before so you know like by all means criticize somebody but do it as constructively as possible and always then be just as praise worthy the other way around as well
0: i think also i just want to touch on sort of i'd say the state of australian football in general but as you just mentioned there I think, especially in your position, it's such a big responsibility yeah. to help grow the game, and whether that be growing, you can't. Yeah, you can't I understand. No, there.
1: exactly. Um, I, look, in terms of the, the game here itself, uh, you know, it's what it's the fourth highest. As they say, there's the fourth highest paid sport in the yeah. country. There's yeah. AFL, rugby league, cricket, and then So, and Fox have poured a hell of a lot of money into it. Um, and, and yes, I am biased and unashamedly so because I work for them. But the bottom line is they are the only company in Australia that has poured that amount of money into it. Yeah. They're going for a massive transition. There was a change of ownership in terms of uh, the, the, the league. The clubs are gonna finally get their hands on the steering wheel, which is right. Um, the FFA is gonna be reduced in size, there's new people coming in. So uh, I wouldn't say it's down, but I definitely wouldn't say it's up either. Um, and it needs to it needs to push on a little bit, in my opinion. That's that's just my opinion from from looking from the outside. But I'm sure with everyone pulling in the same direction, it will be. It's, it, it's a massive sport still here. Yeah. So like I said, number four, and that's no shame because those other three sports, considering that they're pretty much sports that have only played in in what well, in one case here in Australia and the other two cases in very few countries, um, is it, a wonderful achievement for those sports. So, um, we're, But we have got to just go, okay, tip our cap of that and worry about that we're, we're in a, a world where the 208 nations play the sport. Yeah. So that's what that's what our competitors are. Those other two hundred seven nations. Not 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 the other three.
0: Well, just speaking about that in terms of what we discussed earlier, in terms of being the only Australian to play for United mm. and how that move came about yeah. from Sydney Croatia to United you ever see that happening again in the near future a player moving from Well I can Australia.
1: yes I can because we've got a, there's a lot of clubs from Europe down here and of course we have got the City Group as well yeah. who thankfully are involved in Australian football and their contacts are second to none now yeah. and I do believe you look at Aaron Moy there's a small example Matt Ryan but especially Aaron Moy's situation here yeah, he went for a free to Melbourne City who then sold him for 10 million so that 10 million went back into Australian football to Manchester City went on loan to Huddersfield yeah. done well Huddersfield got them up and now as we Brighton so that will happen more and more because there's a lot of good sportsmen and women that we produce down here. Yeah. And, uh, and the bottom line is, you know, we're not of the same price range as it would yeah. be for a young Frenchman or young Brazilian and all that. That may come one day, but we're not there now. Uh, any little bit helps over here for that, but I think that's... Uh, the clubs around the world are, are looking everywhere, whether it be Africa, whether it be South America, yeah. now Asia as well, to, to try to get the best boys and girls just saw from everywhere the, around the, the world.
0: Wellington just came off of Bayern Munich. Yeah, um, Suffering scene the other yeah. day. So there so, you go. Yeah. what a bargain. What, what yeah. could have been? I played with um, Matt Ryan and Aaron in youth football. There you go. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. Well, I think that that
1: needs to stay prevalent and to show that it's good to see young kids say, "Well, it can be done." Well, boss did it. Yeah, you know, Harry Field did it. Mark Viduka. It can be done.
0: Yeah. yeah. But you just one thing going back to in the sort of in the middle of your career over in the Premier League, when you came up against the soccer um, on another team. Yeah. Was it something you made a note of, sort of
1: meeting them after the game or anything? Not yeah. really. Yeah. Not really. Remember, I went over when I was sixteen, so Maybe. Maybe. I didn't have the closeness that all these others had with each other. Was they more? They truly grew up. You know, a lot of them went over when they were a little bit older and they they played a lot more in youth teams and all. I, didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I would be more closer with Dwight or or some of the young boys that I had when I was originally in Manchester or at Aston Villa. That's so I was so old, close to. Yeah. yeah?
2: Well, before we finish on something a little bit fun? Yeah. Um, I just want to ask it. There's obviously no quick fix for Australian football. Yeah. Um, we could do a podcast for five Ste- hours. on Step that. by
1: step. So look, there's there's there's, there's good signs. So James yeah. Johnson's coming in as new CEO. Yeah. James Johnson. There's a former uh, Australian uh, youth international under 17s. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he's worked for AFC. He's worked for FIFA. He's worked for Citigroup for the last 12 months. Outstanding choice. That is something that's really you know that's really it's it's, it's exciting. Okay. The other exciting thing is that the clubs will get their hands on the A-League. That's going to make a huge difference. And the third thing, and what people got to realise is, like I said to you, and we are very lucky to have them here, is that we've got the City Group as part of this. And say what you like about the City Group. Um, But they're involved in what, I think it was about seven nations now throughout the world. I mean, the city of Manchester alone, a billion pounds that they've invested in the city of Manchester. Plus, they built 6,000 affordable housing. So, I know we're we are all man united, you know, we're all red, but the bottom line is you've got to tip your hat to that. And I love the city of Manchester and the people there. So, people who want to help somewhere I love is yeah. fantastic. Only, only rooftop pitch in East Harlem for the New York Red Bulls, they built it. You know, that type of stuff, we've got that involved with us here. So, uh, you know, unless they up and go, which I'm certain that they will not, um, there's a real advantage. But, um, uh, the, the, the main thing is that we've got to make sure all our house is in order and the contacts are there. I mean look, you know, they, they own uh, Yokohama and Baranos where Ange is, you know, yeah. so uh, that's a massive thing, isn't it? They wouldn't have known about Ange unless they were down here, yeah? yeah. saw what happened, saw Ange and what he did, yeah. you know, they're taking him to Yokohama, stood by him in the first season, they look what have in the second
2: season. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. One yeah. The so that's three. a great
1: thing for Australian football, what it really is, people have got to understand that and embrace it. Yeah. it's not a problem you know I, th- I think a lot of times we're so independent down here because we're so far away we get we get a bit yeah. oh you know what embrace it there's somebody that can help you can pick up the phone yeah. you, know, you can pick up the phone of somebody in Uruguay somebody in China now in India as well yeah. in New York in Manchester I mean uh, in Spain and uh, the list goes on
0: yeah uh, I think maybe because <laughs> maybe sport in this country in general is um say rugby league's played here and what played in two suburbs in france and england yeah rugby yeah. union's played some of them was well, played again, in the north in
1: england, of england but two yeah. suburbs of france you're right.
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i think that it's just a cultural thing where yeah. we're almost stuck in, yeah but what in I'm, I'm saying to
1: is it's, it's like you know with, with, with the city goes a lot of people said to me oh, they're afraid of us I was like, They don't they you know they they would have now. not invested what they've invested well we can build a training training ground yeah one the saudi arabians to come in there's the
0: big links with them and think well but it's a debate for another day everything there no, but God, no, that's, kind of come that's another the right yeah, that's, a, quite, that's
1: another that's another thing isn't yeah, it yeah. another topic, that's another topic yeah. but I can understand it because yeah. you're looking across the road aren't you they're not noisy neighbours anymore are they No, nah, they're nah. successful neighbours very successful nah.
2: guys <laughs> 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 yeah. um, yeah. we're going to go into something fun to finish off just quick fire right. questions with go. you best striker you faced oh you do it
1: Gabriel Batistuda and Robbie Fowler
2: Biggest game of your career?
1: Um Real Madrid away first league of the Champions League quarterfinal.
2: Most intense atmosphere you've played in?
1: Oh, Anfield is is intense. Um, Bernabéu is intense. Oh, another one The start uh, Stardif- the I think it's start the uh, the one in Marseille. Yep. Whatever yeah, that's yeah, called. Like yeah, yeah fucking no. up. The velodrome, Start yeah. the velodrome. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Will what? Liverpool surpass United's 20 leagues title record? Well, how many have they won? 18. Well, if they, if they win this season, it'll be 19. And United are on 20. Um,
1: Alright, sit down, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good chance. Yeah. Uh, as, much as, the, as much as this hurts me, there's a very good chance this might happen.
2: <laughs> will Manchester United finish in the top four this season? Yes. Will Ali win a title with United as manager? Yes. Who will win the A-League this season? Melbourne uh, City. Schmeichel, van der Saar, or David De Gea? Schmeichel. Where's your Premier League medal?
1: Uh, with mum and dad.
2: They keep it, do they? Yeah. Because
1: yeah. they don't trust me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Best player you ever played with? Ryan Giggs. And last colour, what colour is Sydney? What, Sydney FC? Are you a Sydney FC fan? No, no, what colour is Sydney? Oh, are you talking about what colour in
1: terms of Are what you sky
2: blue or are you red and black? Oh, it's
1: a great old question. Yeah, neither. Because I I'm from the west of Sydney, but I live in I live in I live in the city. Yeah.
2: Born in Liverpool. Yeah, that's
1: it. Yeah. Let's just both. say Western Sydney. That's both. That's both. Uh, it'd be great <laughs> to have the same home grounds to support one one week and one the other. Uh, I've got a soft spot for both of them, but yeah. I've switched my mind to the point that you've got to be as neutral as you possibly can, even though my friends in Melbourne and yeah. Perth and all go, oh, you're Sydney centric. So it must still come out So I've got a soft spot for both of them. Um, but um, but I, I don't support any of them. Like to so say, I really want them to, you know, they, you know, this, that, and the other. Do you agree
2: with this sentiment? I'm a Wanderers fan, and yeah. I think the best thing for the A-League would be a Wanderers versus Sydney FC grand final. I think that would be huge.
1: It would be, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Not this season, oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. not this season. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We, they we haven't had a that like, a or a Melbourne derby for a grand yeah. final yet. Yeah. They've, they've had a chance to have a Melbourne derby I think, for for a few years, but... It hasn't been. And with Sydney, so at the start, remember Wanderers will beat them all the time. Yeah. And now Sydney have beaten them up until the last game even though they should have won about 10-1, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't, they've never sort of both... Yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah. 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 Absolute um, pleasure. Time. Yeah, just about Excellent. time to wrap up. Um, yeah. Again, thank you for coming time. on. Pleasure. Um, Absolutely Really pleasure. appreciate it. And just from everyone from the supporters club from Man United. Um, I'm really across the way. It. Call me anytime. Um, <laughs> so thank you again for... I think everyone listening to this will appreciate your contribution to Anytime. Um, Anytime. football in this country. Thank you. Um, so, again, thank you all for listening. Um, if you can keep sharing this podcast on all your social medias, that would be good because I think it's not only an interesting story, um, I think it's an important story for yeah. Man United fans and especially Australian football fans. Yeah. So, um, again, we'll be back next week and we really hope you enjoyed this podcast. Again, Bozza, thank you very much. Thank you, Tommy. Thank Thanks, you. Thank you. Thanks, ah, beautiful. Yeah, there you go.